and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to Alive. This is Claire, and thank you joining for joining me today. Oh my God, I believe, I adore, and I love Thee, and I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love Thee. Now, of course, that's a beautiful prayer that our angel of peace, the angel of Portugal, who is thought to have been St. Michael, he's always known as the angel of peace, to the three young children, uh, Lucia, Jacinta and Francisco, in 1916. That was one year before Our Lady appeared to the three children on the 13th of May, which is just gone past recently and you know of course that on this program we feature Fatima a lot and also many of the apparitions of Our Lady. Now last week I spoke about how Catholics in good faith must refuse the vaccine and why I say that is because all of the vaccines I'm talking about the Pfizer, the Moderna, the AstraZeneca and the Johnson & Johnson were made um, or developed using aborted baby fetal cells. Now, you cannot say the ends justifies the means. So for our health as adults, we will be complicit in knowing that babies were aborted for these fetal cells in our kidney cells and that the babies, um, unborn babies, were killed without anaesthetic. Now, I, for one, cannot be a part in any way to abortion, and that is what it is. And so I will certainly never take this... Well, it isn't even a vaccine. It's... um, a genetically modified nanoparticle something which has emergency use authorization only. And of course, Sue Gray, the lawyer, took the gift last week, last Wednesday, on this very issue that if something, some medicine, according to MedSafe, has emergency use only, it can only be used like in a small trial for a small number of people. For example, if there was some, someone had some condition and they had come up with this experimental drug and that person agreed to take it, knowing full well that there could be consequences of this, then MedSafe would approve that. But certainly this is not something that MedSafe would approve to be rolled out for the whole of the population of New Zealand, um, including children. And this is ridiculous when you think that the survival rate of COVID for those under 70 is phenomenal. And for those under 20, certainly judging by overseas Um, reports that children may end up in hospitals, say 150 children, but none of them died. So why would you vaccinate with an experimental agent children who are not at risk of the disease? In fact, Dr. Michael Yeadon, 
who worked for Pfizer for 16 years. He was, in fact, the vice president, former vice president, and he was their chief scientific officer. And he just said, this is nonsense, that you are um, vaccinating perfectly healthy people who are not at risk from catching the disease and they're certainly not at risk from dying from it and he said this was just absolute nonsense now he's actually gone on further because he's been trying to he's scratching his head as to why global governments are mandating this in in some countries well they may say they're not mandating it but when you're being coerced because of your jobs for example in New Zealand if you are a border worker if you didn't agree to take the vaccine, you would lose your job. There was a there was talk maybe you would be moved to another position, but I don't think that's come about. So that is coercion, and that's against the Nuremberg Code. And the Nuremberg, of course, courts were set up after World War Two against the German officers who had taken part in all of these horrible experiments against prisoners. And so from that Nuremberg Code, they made it in force that never again would people be subjected against their will to experiments. And certainly this is what it is. It's an experiment. The trials do not finish until the 31st of January 19. 2023, beg your pardon. So are people being told that go ahead, have this um, jab by all means, but you are part of a trial? And as far as efficacy, they're not really sure because it's been rushed warp speed and they only have the results from several months. Now, I have also been watching... um, a very good link. I've watched it a couple of times over the last few days, and it's Dr. Christiane Northrop. So, Dr. Christiane Northrop. Now, she has appeared on Dr. Oz, Oprah. In fact, she was regarded as one of the most trustworthy pers- people in the United States. And it was an interview that she gave. I'm not quite sure who it was with, but it was over the possibility that these emergency use vaccines are shedding, that is transmitting. And apparently even in Pfizer's documents they of the trials, they have said that no one should, um, that's men or women, if it's going to create a baby, should have sex uh, for seven weeks after having the vaccine. Now, what is that all about? Certainly, Dr. Yeadon and uh, another doctor were so concerned about the Pfizer trials and the way that they had been um, set up that they started a petition on the 1st of December last year, 2020, to try and stop the Pfizer trials. And what concerned them most was the fertility in women. There was something in it, um, it's all very technical, but it didn't just affect the fertility of women, but of men also. 
And what we have seen, of course, is many, many, many hundreds of women are having miscarriages shortly after having the vaccine. And women in menopause are starting to have a period again. Women who are of period age are having incredible heavy clotting periods and they are looking at um, even men because their sperm um, is not moving and women are not making eggs. So this is in this interview, Dr. Christiane Northrup. I would really recommend you look at it. Now, apparently Ashley Bloomfield has said a few days ago that if we open up our borders, that we will have to then go into level 2.5. Well, of course, level 2.5, which is actually level 3, means that you can't have gatherings more than 10 people. So who were most affected by these rules? Well, of course, the churches and the Catholic churches in particular. I mean, who can have a a mass with 10 people? And what on earth is all that about? I mean, you can go to the supermarket, you know, buy your groceries. There's more than 10 people in there. Um, It's just a nonsense. It really seems to me that that sort of level is designed to attack churchgoers, uh, Christians of any sort, any denomination for that matter. But as a Christian program, this certainly affects us and it affects Catholics. So it is just something that would be a huge worry if we were going to go into what could be a permanent state of level 2.5. Well, a day later, Jacinta Ardern came out and said, no, it wouldn't be level 2.5, it would be level 1.5. So what's level 1.5? Well, it's possibly level 2. And it's very interesting, every time we go into lockdown and we come out of lockdown, and we go back to the normal, we seem to have lost some of our rights and freedoms. And we should really be worried about that because our rights are inalienable. They have been given to us by God, not by a government. And a government has no right to put these mandates and restrictions on us. We have free will and we can choose And more and more you see, particularly overseas, I would say UK and Ireland, what they are doing there is simply draconian and totalitarian and extreme. And what is rolled out in some countries somehow inevitably moves down and spreads to other countries as well. So we really have to watch this very, very closely. Now, another thing that I think we should be a little bit concerned about is there seems to be a spate of cyber attacks. Now, we were warned by the World Economic Forum under Klaus Schwab that they were planning uh, to hold a cyber attack 
and to see how that they would cope. Now, a couple of weeks ago, there was a cyber attack on the eastern coast gas lines in the US, and it was quite catastrophic. You had 16,000 petrol stations at one stage had no petrol. So no petrol, people can't get out and about, they can't get to the grocery store, the trucks transporting the food, etc. can't do their distribution, and so it goes on. So this can have a really profound effect, actually, in the food chain. And people are saying that this could actually trigger um, a cascading thing and maybe even leading to some food insecurity and, at worst case scenario, to some starvation. So we have to be a little bit careful of this. There was a cyber attack last week on the Waikato Hospital and it was just utter confusion and everything went down. And so this, I've heard of another cyber attack somewhere else and there is this group called the Dark Something or whatever. Sounds a bit strange. But apparently the one that Klaus Schwab and his group are planning, and I mean, I'm not really quite sure who gives them the authority to plan all this, but it's going to happen on the 9th of July. And it's called, I think it's Operation Polygon. So you can go online and have a look at this Operation Polygon. And he has warned that it's going to be COVID is going to be nothing compared to what could happen. So I think you need to just do your own research. Go and have a look at that. And as people of goodwill, as Christians, as Catholics, we really need to be what uh, is going on in the world and how it affects us and our neighbours because that's the thing with Christians. We have to be always helping those in misfortune and so for example if there were people in your neighborhood uh, etc who had no food that would be something that we would really have to do and um, reach into our own resources and help them so certainly worth looking at so I think it's called Operation Polygon 9th of July just go and have a look Okay, we've just gone past three o'clock, which of course is divine mercy time. Now, we always do a condensed version of the divine mercy chaplet. Now, this is a very special prayer that our Lord gave to Saint Faustina, uh, showing his mercy. And it's a powerful prayer, particularly if somebody is dying, and our Lord promised to stand between the dying person and the just judge God as a merciful saviour. So really, really encouraging. Also, if you think that your sins are so great, God could never, ever forgive you, you are wrong. He um, loves you more than um, you could ever understand. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation. 
but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of a sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I Now, if you're pregnant and worried, there's a fantastic organisation in Auckland, Family Life International, and you can give them a ring and they will be able to help you in in whatever way you need, whether it's just some friendly person to talk to and right down to needs for your baby. And they have even just opened a week or so ago a brand new St. Gianna's Home for mothers and babies and the first baby was born on Friday night and there are other mothers in there of course so um, Leah her lovely little baby um, gorgeous photos so wonderful job that Family Life International are doing so let's get back to what the World Economic Forum are doing now if you go onto their website and they make no bones about it, that by 2030, you will own nothing, but you will be happy. Mm, I'm not quite so sure that people would agree with that statement. And that is communism through and through, because the first stake of communism is for the government to be in control of everything. And that means all education, 
that means all businesses, but that also means getting rid of private property. And so that is what the World Economic Forum is promoting. By 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Now, of course, if you own nothing, then you have to rent it, rent your house, rent everything in your house. That's what they're saying. You won't even need anything in your house. But, of course, that comes along as long as you are a good citizen. And China has approached the World Health Organization asking if they can be in charge of the vaccine rollout for the whole world, the mandated vaccine rollout. Now, they are the biggest contributor to the World Health Organization, so they hold a lot of sway. But in China, of course, they have their social credit system. So if you're a good uh, communist, then you will be given all sorts of things. But if you are not, things are taken off your score. If you jaywalk, for example, if you do something else, and then eventually you might find you have so few points that you cannot rent a property and you will be on the streets. Um, Does it seem so far-fetched in the future? I'm not so sure. You really need to do your own research and find out what is happening all around the world. So that interview... Um, that I was mentioning. So that's Dr. Christiane Northrup. And so she also says how to make your own hydroxychloroquine, which is very interesting. And so she gives new details on COVID vaccine, the shedding and the transmission, especially among women. So I really strongly recommend you go and uh, seek out that interview. It is very, very enlightening. Okay, somehow we seem to um, finish very, very quickly. And once again, the program is nearly over. So make sure you join us next time. Mm -hmm. 